Hey, this episode of the Sex Nerd Sonder podcast is sponsored by the Art of Charm podcast. Check it out at theartofcharmpodcast.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. It's actually a top 50 podcast over on iTunes, packed with wisdom in the truest sense of the word, from how to become more productive and professional to how to meet and attract women and manage relationships if you're in one, topics like how to create confidence, how to get people to like you, how to get people to trust you, how to keep things fresh in relationships, how to create or end a relationship, plus, of course, productivity and time management. Basically, it's a fun and educational way to spend your time learning about personal growth because it shouldn't be boring, should it? No! You might remember Jordan, one of the hosts from the Ladies' Man episode early on in the Sex Nerd Sonder podcast. Check it out on Stitcher iTunes, and theartofcharmpodcast.com. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hi, Naughty Monkeys. It's Sandra. I'm really... I missed you. I haven't podcasted in a little bit. And this episode is going to be a lot of fun. This was recorded in Portland, Oregon at Dante's Live. They were wonderful enough to host me for the evening. And uh, Erica Moan was fantastic for joining me on stage with several beautiful people, um, like lovely, beautiful in and out. I'm not objectifying them too much, maybe. Um, but really, I've been wanting to talk to strippers for a long time. So I'm so glad that we got to sit down and do this. Thank you to everyone who came out in Portland to both my shows. Gosh, um, thanks to the Bridgetown Comedy Festival for having me because I recorded with them as well. I've also been on the road. I'm about to get back on a plane. Um, I w thank you to Sydney and Auckland for coming out wonderfully for two shows while I'm down under. Um, Wellington, I am so sorry I didn't get a chance to set up a meetup because I got really sick after um, after Auckland. So I'm still kind of like I have to fly for basically 24 hours um, sick. But hey, you don't need to think about that. That's, that's for me to think about. And I have all the drugs, all of them. Don't worry, they're legal, generally. Um, other than that, I really just, I'm glad to talk to you and so glad that you get to listen in on this episode. It was a good time. So uh, check out part two, that will be out next week, and I will catch you later. Goddamn fun. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. The rest of you are virgins? Oh, good. We will penetrate your minds. Oh, man. Okay, so this is a packed show. Get ready. I'm excited for people. Um, it's all about stripping. Now, I am uncomfortable around strip clubs. I will admit that. Um, I... I mean, yeah. Oh, Sandra, you're a sex nerd. Sandra, you're supposed to like like all the things all the time, right? Uh, except that strip clubs are like where all the social anxiety takes place. It's it's like the perfect mix of everything I don't want to do, like stare at strangers while they rub my boobs like close to my face. It's like no, no. I mean, like yes, yes, but ah, oh, 
this is uh, so I want to clarify some things tonight. Like I want to be able to go in just guns a blazing, not literally, and just like have a good time at a strip club. Uh, and I also, embarrassingly, uh, many years ago when I was not a sex educator, I went on a road trip because I was unhappy with my career, and I was like, I will spend my life savings, which was not very much, uh, on a road trip across America, taking buses and planes and whatever. Um, because I hadn't seen most of the country, and I I packed all this lingerie, because my plan was, when I hit the South, I would strip across America. (laughs) Except, I didn't realize that my driver's license had uh, expired. So, I couldn't, but I was also secretly relieved, and also, my lingerie was ugly. So, I think, generally, it's a good thing. Um, But, I, I just really wanted to do that, to, like, overcome something. Um, but I didn't, and so I feel like there's a little bit of, like, just, like, I just want to, I want to see what the other, what the other side is doing, you know? Uh, if I, ha- if I had gone stripping, maybe I would have never come back, you guys. There would have never been a podcast. Now, this, t- uh, oh, you're right, you're right. No regrets. YOLO. Now, I would, now, a friend of the podcast, no, because the Bridget, uh, Bridgetown Comedy Fest is happening right now, all weekend. I'm doing a show on Saturday at 1. Um, yeah, Bridgetown Comedy Fest is great. It's great. You might be sex people, but you also might be laughing people. And that's happening a lot. So a friend of the podcast, Matt Kirshen's in town as well. He's in Los Angeles. And uh, he's been on Jimmy Fallon. He's been on Craig Ferguson. I would love for him to do a few minutes with us. And just, can you please give him a great round of applause? Matt Kirshen, will you come up here? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Give it up for Sandra, ladies and gentlemen. Love for Sandra. She is. She is awesome. She asked me to do this. And I was like, yep, that sounds fun. I want to talk to your, her audience rather than just into a microphone on the podcast and see whether any of you heard it months later. I'm from England, by the way, in case you're trying to work it out. I don't know if you're trying to, like, if you're slowly tuning in going, is this a character, English? I don't know if I'm the only foreigner in the room right now. I don't know whether others. What's that? We're not. Where in England? Uh, London. Suburbs of London. Okay. Uh, I can get more specific if you need it. I don't know whether. <laughs> What's that? Well, I don't live there anymore, but it used to be uh, Northwards, Middlesex. Uh, it's in the South Hot, Southwest Hertfordshire constituency, if you're following the election right now. Horrible. It's going badly. And, uh, Never mind. No worries. Thanks, man. Um, like, if you take the Metropolitan Line from uh, Central London and you get up at the Northwards stop, then you want to take the second exit and follow it down Eastbury Lane. You'll go over a small bridge. What? You've got a thing that says stop on a banner. What the hell kind of Portland heckle is that? What is... What? That's the most Portland sort of aggressive, but passive-aggressive, but friendly, but not friendly kind of... Like, I don't want to be confrontational, but I do want to get my point across, and I don't know how to do this. I live in, uh, I live in California now. I travel a lot, though. I was just in... Uh, just in Alaska, actually. That was the last place I went. Are you from Alaska? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Well, what brings you to Portland? It's uh, you thought too cold. too cold, and you fewer dead animals on the walls. Like yeah. everywhere. I got. I saw. I saw a reindeer on a menu. That's not right. That's a. Uh, that's not. I don't eat meat either. And I saw it. And I was. Do you know what it's like to sit in a restaurant 
and see people eat an animal you didn't think existed? Because <laughs> I thought reindeer were just the magical things that Santa had. I had no idea. I found out on the same day they are real and apparently delicious. So that's a... Uh, you shouldn't be learning biology from a chef. What's for dessert? The Tooth Fairy? Leg of Bilbo Baggins? What is this place? Where? What weird fancy land have I wandered into? Ruining my childhood. So my childhood wasn't awkward enough. I was an awkward kid. I uh, was small, was nerdy, I was bad at sports. and None of that has to be in the past tense. I was far-sighted, had a lazy eye. I don't know if you know the treatment for a lazy eye. It's a patch. That's what they do. They put it over the other non-lazy eye to make the lazy one not lazy. <laughs> that's it. That's the best that science has come up with. Still, I check, that's still what they do. What I had in the 80s is still what they do. That's like something a Victorian nanny would have invented. Well, don't help it. Don't help the other eye. It'll never learn. If that eye can't fend for itself by now, it'll never be able to. Hit the lazy eye. Hit it. Tough love. And your parents try and play it off as a good thing. That's the job of parents. Bigger bullshitters than any politician. <gasps> Look at you, you lucky thing. You get to have an eye patch. That's cool, isn't it? Aren't you lucky no one else has an eye patch? You've got to be the only one in school. You're literally the only one, you lucky thing. It's always good as a school kid to stand out. Kids love that, the kid that looks different. That's what school kids like. You know what you look like? A pirate? Who's a big scary pirate? Oh, don't attack me, scary pirate. Like, you know you look nothing like a pirate. I was six, not a moron. Even at that age, I knew pirate's eye patches, black skull and crossbones, elastic. Kids with lazy eye eye patches are beige, adhesive, and if you're really lucky, they will stick them to the front of your glasses. <laughs> As if it's not bad enough for the glasses, kid. Now they're accessorized. <laughs> and I've asked around. I've asked what other kids had. I don't know if anyone here had, a, had the eye patch. Um, I've asked around. Some got to have the beige band-aid looking thing like I had. Some had the pirate. I don't know which parents they had. Some parents thought they were helping their kids by disguising the eye patch, by covering it with a sticker of an eye. <laughs> As if that's not terrifying. Off you go now with your single unblinking eye, look normal. Go off and play with your one eye that moves around and the other one that looks like it can see through time. Have fun. <laughs> I, I want to talk about one last thing before I hand you back to Sandra in the panel. Uh, but this is... I, I honestly don't know. I'm still, I, I, I still don't know how I feel about this. Who knows how this is going to go. But I would know this is a show where we've got people who are exotic dancers. There's strippers on the show here. And it's weird because it's become... It, there's this weird blending between sex work and mainstream bit and this really awkward clash where people are playing... Here's what, here's what prompted this thought process. I got this Groupon email through recently. And one of the things that was offering was fitness class. Uh, and it was calling itself... Whole ballet. <laughs> it was like, it was like, oh, just fuck off. Just call it pole dance. Just admit that you're playing at being a bit slutty and getting fit in the process. Just own it. Just own what. Oh, we go to the ballet tonight, darling. Like, I wonder which classic tale they're interpreting at Cheetahs. 
Let's bring some extra money so we can have a private ballet. <laughs> just, just own it. Like, just, just admit that that's what you're doing. Stop dressing. And I'm a bit unjealous as well because that's very. It's also very gendered. Like, it's very much pitched at women. People aren't pitching guys that. No one's offering me like aerobic naughty fireman lessons. <laughs> What should I do in a hobby? And I get why. I get why. Because like pole dancing, which is generally female stripping, is very athletic. Male stripping, as far as I can tell, the dancers are in shape, but I think they do most of their exercise off stage. Like, we've got male dancers in a second. They'll be able to tell me. As far as I can tell, male stripping, there's only really two main moves. There's the thrust and the dangle. <laughs> and you can't dangle yourself fit. We've all tried. Everyone's tried. <laughs> This is a... Like, I, I knew you guys would be nice. Like, I knew, like... I, like it, it, apart from the fact it's Portland, it's Sandra's crowd, and you're all Americans, so you're polite. And, and no one's ever told you that either, and I love that. I lo- it's my favourite thing to tell Americans is that they're polite, because no one has ever done it in the history. Like, you don't know. You are incredibly polite people, and you have no idea about it. I love it. Like, you think we're the polite ones, and we are not. We are mean-spirited, arrogant people, but we sound delightful. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to hand you back. I think Sandra's going to come back, and we're going to have a bit of a panel thing. But I've been Matt Kirshen. Thank you so much for listening to my little stand-up bit of the night. Shira? Oh, Kira? Oh, my God, I'm the worst. I just said her name uh, wrong. Shall Kira. I introduce, or...? Sharon, oh, she said my name, and then I got nervous because I was coming on stage and forgot her last name. This is a very good friend of mine and a very funny comedian who's here for the festival, and she's been on The Tonight Show and all sorts. Uh, It's Kira Soltanovich. Soltanovich! Oh, my goodness. Right here. Guess who doesn't use condoms? That's right. Who better to talk about sex? I'm doing it. What are you guys doing? <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, so I'm excited that... I, okay, because I know everyone's busy with the, the Comedy Fest this weekend, so I'm so excited that you were able to come. Yeah. I'm about to talk to two women strippers uh-huh. and then two men strippers. And I think that there's more to it than the thrust and the dingle and the dangle. Maybe a little bit. We'll find out. What are going to find out? Is that there's the tease? There's the, there's, there's, the, there's the tuck and oh where's it gone I don't think they do that one I don't think I don't think they do that in proper strip clubs I don't think the professionals do that but, but uh, penis uh, owners in the room if you do ever do the tuck uh, to entertain whoever else is in the room remember to always give them the rear view as well because that's twice as funny <laughs> like if you do that like trust me like you, you, you're, you're ruining the joke if you only show them in the front <laughs> serious this is important no but first of all he's british so you guys have completely overlooked the fact that a dingle and a dangle is something on a pub menu for him yeah <laughs> and you also the name of... misunderstood him yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly we're talking about me and also yeah. the names of our first two prime ministers that's right <laughs> hello dingle <laughs> okay. okay so okay look i want to know you you two are just out in the world making jokes, being hilarious, being talented and fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever wondered stuff about strippers? Like, what would you ask them? Don't you think we're kind of like strippers? We're on a stage, there's a pole. There's we're a... vulnerable. I mean, 
what's the difference? We conjugate verbs. That's the only difference. We dance around. We try to get people excited. <laughs> do, do you? I mean, like, verbally dance around. And I right. actually physically dance around as well. Yeah, I think we're very similar. I think, I, I don't know, I, I, think, I think there's definitely... I think there's definitely overlaps between various forms of sex work and various forms of performing comedy. And so, like it, there's wild differences as well, obviously. But there's definitely we're we're both okay. Is it like the both, self? Is it the self-loathing? Well, no, we're both. <laughs> yes, we're both commoditizing a form of social interaction. Like okay. we're we're both doing something that, like you, your friend, you make your friends laugh and your friends make you laugh but then you go to a comedy club and you pay someone to do that professionally for you and you get naked for your partners and then you go to a strip club and you pay someone to do that for you and it's still like it's something that's normally a social interaction and instead you're, it's a one-way thing where you're paying someone to be that part. And then there's massive differences. Like I don't get anything out normally. Normally. Except for that one time. Well, yeah. I mean... As a comic, you're trying to get people in the mood, right? With your comedy, you're trying to put your joke inside of them. Oh. And you need their full attention. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've never been a stripper yet. It's not too late. It's See not how too expensive late. Not too the late. his school is. This is actually yeah. a very lucrative time but for you. But this maybe. could bring in major bucks. Uh. Um, here, here's the other thing, though. You, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned self-loathing. I think there is. I think there is I mean, that a, was a myth. Jo- I'm sure. I know. I know. I know. I know. You made, you said it as a joke, but I, I think there is a pervasive myth that both comedians and strippers are like, are like people think if you do comedy, you go like, oh, you must be depressed. I like. I know some people who are. I'm not. I have my ups and downs. But and they go, yeah, but you, you, you are because you're in comedy, and that's the deal. Like you're happy on stage, so you're sad off stage, and that's how it is. And, 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 like I don't know what. Like and there is a thing. I don't know what it is about comedy that makes us suffer from depression at roughly the same rate as the general population. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is that makes us have this very common mental condition. And I think the same is true if you, if like, you, there are there are strippers who are crazy. There are people who are crazy. Uh, but like, when when someone meets someone who does stripping and they they have that, then they're like, oh, well, that's why they're in that, and they can't. Like, no, maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe you just notice it more because of the irony, or because of uh, how apt you see it, or because of the situation. But have you ever tried to get glitter off of a sweaty body? That'll drive anybody crazy. <laughs> I mean, I used to work in a preschool. Uh, oh. Now, wait a minute. In a wait sauna. A I didn't. I didn't. But, uh... So you two have never, like, considered, like, or are you curious at all about, about the stripper world? Or do you feel like, oh, I get it, because I'm a comic? No, not at all. No, no, I'm definitely curious. And I think everyone's... I think ev- look, the reason... This room is full of people, because everyone is curious about strippers and sex. Because it's fucking interesting. And also, it's hidden. Like, that's the other thing. Like... Sex is normally something that's secretive and hidden, and then you go to somewhere where people are open and actively flaunting it, and that's surprising and shocking and interesting. And also, I think that might also be one of the reasons why people propagate that idea that people who strip must be unhinged, because there's a bit of you that goes, well, it's wrong to get naked in public, and we're not meant to show these things to someone, so anyone who's willing to do that to contravene society in that way there must 
the, the only way anyone could do that is if they're slightly nuts. Because that you know, makes us feel better about I, ourselves. I'm going to ask. Now, this is important. I'm going to ask them and see what they have to say. Right. For themselves. Well, I, yeah, I'm just putting words into the mouths of people who are more than capable <laughs> of speaking for themselves. I, like, I, I'm very, so I'm absolutely interested in it. And, I'm, and also, I fucking like strippers. And I like sex and I like seeing naked people. So I'm interested in their lives and I'm interested in what they have to say. And I'm interested in what they're really thinking when they're performing. Do you think strippers sit in the back of the room like comics do when they're watching other <laughs> comics going, oh, that's my bit. <laughs> I do that crotch thing. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, she's a hack. She's a hack. <laughs> oh, she's walking around the pole. That's, come on. Oh, left hit that's in the like, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah left yeah, hit in the deal. face. All right, here comes the big closer. Taint on the wall. <laughs> Is that a move? Is that a move? Taint on the uh, wall? Oh, is that Taint a... on the wall? That's, that's not a move, that's apparently. That's not a move. All right. Do you have to oh, pay for the wall to be cleaned but... if you do that? Unless you're really acrobatic. Unless you're really acrobatic. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, I've... I think I've tried to put my taint on the wall. Not so that my taint could get there, but other reasons. We're not going to go into it. And uh, it's difficult. It's a challenge. A lot of stuff gets in the way, you guys. But I think that... <laughs> <laughs> I think that comics and strippers... I'm going to stand by my thesis that comics and strippers have a lot in common. A I'm, lot. I'm going to second Kira's thesis. I'm going to third it. All right. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask them, um, where can everyone find you in the world? I'll be at Jumbo's Clown Room in Los <laughs> Angeles. That's a strip That's a strip club. club. <laughs> Where Tenacious D has filmed part of their movie in, in uh, that is, anyway. And Queenie Love used to work. Yep. And oh, it, trivia. it is very hilarious to be there. It is kind of like a comedy club. Have you been to Jumbos? I have. They don't, like, it's, it's not a fully naked strip club. No. But LA has weird rules anyway where you can't have alcohol and nudity in the same room together because anything could happen. Uh, <laughs> you know, just look at Portland. Whoa. <laughs> Happiness, apparently. That's what happens. <laughs> Happiness could break out at any minute if you have nudity and alcohol in the same room. Uh, but, it, but it's known for... Like, the dancers there do fucking crazy pole tricks. Like, yeah. they're, the, if you go there, everyone there is just, why aren't you in Cirque du Soleil? I'm happy you're not right now because I can watch you here and just throw money at you. I took one pole dancing class and ended up with a huge bruise in my inner thigh. But I felt triumphant <laughs> and glorious. And was like, I will never do that again. <laughs> it's difficult, you guys. I think oh, they make more money than us. What do you think? So I'm, it depends on... Oh, depends. they definitely make more money than you. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you, you have a higher... Like, I think you can go farther. Yes. You know? Yeah. Sure. I don't think they make more money than Seinfeld. No. Right. But, but, but a lot of people don't make... Yeah, most people as, don't. Right. Um, but uh, where you can, you can find us at the festival for the next four days. Oh, please like check out the festival. Uh, yeah. Uh, my name is Matt Kirshen, and I'm Matt Kirshen on Twitter and Facebook. And, all that. and I have a podcast called Probably Science. So if you want to hear people going through this week in science news with comedians and getting it wrong, Probably Science is the podcast. Please give that a listen. You've got a podcast, Kara. I do. It's also called Probably Science. And <laughs> we are in court well, right now. We are in litigation. <laughs> Because you just started um, off to mine, and it has nothing to do with yours. Science. Is said in a British accent. That's why they're different. <laughs> I've explained to you how they're different. Um, I am Kira Soltanovich, and my Twitter is Matt Kirshen. <laughs> and, and he'll just forward all the tweets to me. So just uh, 
Uh, no, I'm not going to put anyone through the Soltanovich part, so my Twitter is just Kira Comedy. And my podcast is uh, comics, so stand-up comics, who have kids, and we talk about how they cock-block our careers. Yeah! So I wanna, I've had a lot of great comics I want to have on. you on so we can talk about how kids cock-block your sex life. Oh, yeah, you were talking about, you. I have a podcast that's sex-positive, and I was like, well, I'm married, so that's sex-negative, <laughs> so... Not sex negative enough. Except Look at this. Right. Yeah, I'm like a panda. I ovulate <laughs> once a year. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank Every you very day. Much. I'm going to have you yeah. on. It's going to be great. Yes. Huh? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I hope to see you later on the yeah. festival. I have a wristband, you guys. I'm a performer, technically. I can't believe they allowed me. I can't believe they allowed me in. Bye. Erica Moen. Uh, you were requested on stage. Joy sex toy, phenomenal cartoonist. You have, she also just, I, I can tell maybe you're a little bit fan, a little bit of a fan. Uh, she has merch for after the show. I actually have some too, in case you have some cashola. Um, will you, will you uh, join me? Yeah. Oh, I'm using this wireless mic. I didn't intend to do that, but I'll do it. Sure. Erica, yeah. what is up? We haven't podcasted since July. Wow. You are coming out with a new book. Yeah, okay, so I've got um, Ojoy Sex Toy Volume 1, which I, I kick-started and debuted last year, and uh, not even a year later, it is 75% sold out, which is super awesome, um, and I have some copies here that you guys can get, and at this very moment, I am kick-starting Volume 2, because it's yeah. been a year, and, uh, and we got funded in like 16 hours, <laughs> uh, which was really awesome. Um, yeah, See, I would kick-start my book, except then I'd have to write it, and that's like the worst. <laughs> Ah, but you've already done the things. This is so cool. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, and if, if you guys want volume two, you go to Kickstarter and you search for Ojoy or Ojoy Sex Toy, but Ojoy is easier to remember. Now, and it'll come right up. Now, you have interviewed uh, strippers. Yes. One who is here tonight. Yes. And are the, is that in volume one or two? Or are they split? That will be in volume two. <laughs> Although I do have a stripper oh. interview in volume one. So. Oh, yay more. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't get enough. <laughs> so you came to mind, even though I was coming back to Portland, which is, is known as like the most strip clubs per capita. And I was just like, you love pole dancing? Yes. And strip clubs? <laughs> yes. Okay. I feel like I'm outing you, but it seems like you're pretty out about it. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and... And I, I mean, I don't know if I had told you this before, but I, I mean, I, we know we're old friends. It's, it's like, I don't know where to put my, I don't know where to look. I don't know. Like, I was like, do I just keep on throwing money at them? Yes. Constantly the entire time. Like I'm not made of money, everyone. Like I just, I don't know what to do. Like. Well, you, what my husband and I have is a strip club fund, and, uh, and you know, like, most people will, like, put their pennies away or whatever, like, we just have the strip club fund, and then, like, when there's enough in it, we can go to the strip club. What's an appropriate amount of money to spend at a strip club? Uh, I'm going to ask you, but I'll probably ask them, and it'll be different numbers. Oh, God, I'm really bad at math. Okay, so, when I interviewed strippers, I think, like, at, it sounded like $100? No, 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 no. Not, not what they said, what you <laughs> think. Okay, I think... Matt and I both bring about $50 each. So I guess that's really $100 okay. total. Um, okay. And that's not in necessarily including lap dances. That's like sitting at the rack and like giving, giving them your dollar bills. Is the rack where strippers come off the stage and put stuff in your face? Uh, the rack is where you sit at the stage. Yes. yes. Okay. And then sometimes they put stuff in your face. 
Yeah, I, I had a non-consensual, just everything was happening in my face experience. And I was like, I mean, it was cool, but like, kind of like, ah, too much. I, I should have been over there. Um, but it was like, I didn't want to offend her because she was doing great stuff, but I just was so nervous and I Aww. didn't know what to, it's just like, this is the part where I've been taught to sit on my hands and just and let it just wash over me. You know? Um, why do you love strip clubs so much? Uh, I really like, like naked ladies. <laughs> oh, that's a um, good reason. Yeah, I, uh, and you know, I married a dude, so it's like I don't get a lot of naked lady time anymore. Um, and so I get to go to the strip club, and it's like, yep, I still do like naked ladies. <laughs> that hasn't been married out of me yet. <laughs> Three marriages later. <laughs> He's just like, we're just going to keep doing this. <laughs> just beat it out of me. No, um, I just, uh, like, one, I, I very much appreciate looking at naked ladies. And in Portland, it's great because they're all, like, the kind of naked lady I like to look at, which is all, like, tattooed and pierced and crazy-haired. And, um, I mean, of course, that's kind of the clubs that I like to go to, which is uh, uh, Devil's Point, which is my favesies. And then... <laughs> uh, how, how about the vegan one? Is that... I haven't been there yet. The better one. Yeah. The steak place. Acropolis. The one with gravestones. I don't know. There's a lot of themed strip clubs. There's a lot of themed. Yeah. Back yeah. to you. Oh wait, back to me. And then um, I also like Lucky Devil Lounge, but that one is my husband's favesies. So like, he likes Lucky Devil Lounge. I like Devil's Point, and um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of devil talk. Yeah, a lot of devils. <laughs> uh, and it's, like, owned by the same guy, so they're sister clubs anyway. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, and... Oh, so on top of just appreciating the female form, uh, I love pole dancing. I love watching ladies... Uh, anybody, you can be whatever gender, uh, pole dance. It is magic to me. And, um, and I've been taking pole dance classes for the last two years, so I can try and, like, capture a, a tenth of the magic that they create on stage. But... It, it's it's crazy because before it was like it was just pure magic and now that I kind of know what goes into making the sausage now I'm mm-hmm. like oh no it's just fucking hard and like I appreciate it even more now because <laughs> I know I can never do that <laughs> but, yeah. yeah I just learned how sausage is made it's disgusting <laughs> oh yeah the bruises I've gotten are incredible because yeah. I never played sports so I, I, I'm not a physical person. I don't. I, I can't even like jaywalk without my knees hurting. So, <laughs> uh, pole dance is the only athletic, sportive, exercisey thing I do, and uh, and I love it. And it's given me an even deeper respect for professional pole dancers than I had before. Okay. Yeah. So I just love everything about God, it. God, you're such a. You're just so stripper positive. <laughs> I think they're real cool. <laughs> I'm very laissez-faire, I think. You know what it is? Is If there were a one-way mirror where I could just watch the naked ladies dance and do things and interact, I'd be like, yeah, shots! But because I'm in it, I'm in the soup, surrounded by it, it's just all this anxiety, and it's like, I don't know what to do. And then I've heard these things like, oh, if you're a woman and you're in a strip club, you're going to just, it's going to be all over the place. Like, they're just going to attack you. And then I just... I mean, clearly you're still here, so, like, we're fine. I made it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I feel like I'm really just being vulnerable about how deeply uncomfortable I am in groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do I do this? <sighs> oh. Man, how about male strippers? Have you ever seen any male strippers? Okay, so when I was a teenager, my friends and I snuck into a male strip club when we were underage, 
and I don't remember anything from it. What? I know, and it's like, it's not even like we drank alcohol. Like, I just fundamentally, as a 31-year-old, I don't remember what it was like. I remember being impressed, but that's it. I don't remember any of the performances. Um, and I'm really mad at myself for not remembering. How can you not remember the banana hammock? Just I know, right? up and down. Male like, strippers I can get into. Let me tell you. <laughs> I think I was I was teaching a blowjob class for like a giant radio, like like a ninety two point seven the beat, uh, like like women's night out, like hundreds of women. I got up on stage and did this BJ class, and then the male strippers came out and they were like picking women up and like throwing them around and like pretending to eat them out, and the women are just laughing and like cheering, and it's just the amount of I mean stripping is very one way touch, you know you yeah. You sit there, you appreciate, they're all up in your face. It's great for other people. Um, and then, but male stripping's just like, I will, I can carry you around, and you're gonna be upside down now, and over my shoulder, and whipped cream. There is whipped cream sometimes. What? Yeah. <laughs> whipped cream and cellophane. It's, I'll tell you when you're older. It's intense. And so, and chairs, and like, and, and like it, it, there's a lot of, it's a different cultural experience of the, the male stripper experience in, in female uh, situations. Now, I have a couple guys here from Stag PDX. It's the new guy-on-guy strip club in town, and they sound fantastic. Everyone's welcome, for sure. Everyone's welcome. But I can't wait to ask them about things. <laughs> okay, enough about my beatboxing. Um, Erica, do you want to talk to Hazel and Rue about stripping stuff? I would love to. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I'm super excited. Will you come sit next to me with this microphone? Oh, yeah, sure. Did I, like, fuck up the configuration? No, I like it. It feels good. It feels, it feels symmetrical and good. Hey, Rue and Hazel, join us on stage. Come on out. Oh, yeah, sorry. I have a laptop. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello, darlings. Okay, Rue, where do you dance out in the world and, and Twitter handle and, like, things? Lucky Devil Lounge, Devil's Point. Oh. I'm Rue Lovett on Twitter and Facebook. Um, but you're known as the Baroness. But at the strip club, I am known as the Baroness. Rawr. Were you a fan of G.I. Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Hazel, now, hi, you... Hi. Where do you dance? It's funny that... Um, Erica's two favorite clubs are represented here because yeah. that's where both of us work, Lucky Devil Lounge and Devil's Point. Total accident. Because they're the yeah. best clubs, so, of course. Whoop. Yeah, good taste. Um, well done. Hazel, you uh, were interviewed uh, by Erica. Yeah, yeah, she did a cool um, uh, comic for her webcomic about, um, like, club etiquette and how to be a customer in a club and be a good customer, and I was one of the people that was interviewed for that. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, it was awesome. Anything I can do to like promote how to not be a dick at a strip club, I will do that. Because that's my favorite thing is people who aren't dicks at my job. Speaking of dicks, are, are boners allowed? What do you do? Do you want to answer that first? I'll, I mean, I will. Um, I assume you mean in a, during a lap dance. Yeah, I guess so. I guess otherwise it's just... I, otherwise I don't know it's there. It's like a, you know, lady boner. Either way, I can't tell what's happening down there. So, unless it's like poking me, then I know. Um, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah, we can jump into the lap dance thing. If I'm given a dance and there's a boner there, I'm going to not go near it. Usually. Okay. For the most part. Okay, so you dance around it like, oh! Well, there's ooh. this... Right, yeah. It's I'll like, taste it a little bit, but I, I'm not going to like... 
full on grind on it. There's kind of this thing where if a guy comes into a strip club and wants a bunch of dances and he's wearing like basketball shorts or sweatpants, you can kind of start to imagine what his intention is and it's to just like rub his boner against you. So like the thicker the pants are, the more likely I am to just like jump on top of him. If it's like the thinnest layer of fabric, I'm like... Hey, you can watch me from a few feet away. I would have never known. <laughs> Do you wear thin pants to strip clubs? I usually wear a skirt. Oh. Oh. That's cool. I like, that re- okay? I like reaching up skirts for oh sure. <laughs> yeah, what is that? It, it, when women come into like women's uh, strip clubs, is it just like no old bards like get up in it? So women can be very terrible or they can be absolutely awesome. There's variables just as there are with guys. I feel like women are often a lot more handsy. Like women they're more, more willing handsy. to like grab things that aren't to be touched. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I mean, it's funny because women generally aren't very entitled, but when it comes to clubs, there's a lot of like, um, like reminding people not to touch, but a lot of women will think, oh, because I'm a woman too, and I have boobs, she has boobs, I can just touch those boobs. And that doesn't reflect how it actually works. For the record, I have never touched a stripper. (laughs) No, I have never seen Erica be inappropriate. Um, But yeah, that's just kind of this thing, and so at least at our clubs, I feel like they do a good job of reminding people, like, doesn't matter what you look like or who you are, don't touch us. Like, it's just kind of like a golden rule thing. If you wouldn't like someone just grabbing your bits in a bar, why do you think we would? You shouldn't think that. It's not true. Um, I guess I generally do not appreciate when people grab my bits in bars. Yeah, at least not yeah. without permission. <laughs> Sometimes which... it makes me feel more alive. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time now. Most of the time now. There's times where you want that in a bar, and it's when you have given permission for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. Consent and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. But I, I mean, I love women in the club. I love couples, especially. Um, oh, my God, I a love lo- couples. A lot of couples come in, and it's kind of like this, like, let's reinvigorate our sex life. We've been married a long time. Let's just, like, get a lady in both our laps at the same time and that's awesome so I want to encourage that more and I want to encourage like groups of girls to come in as long as they're being respectful and tipping like that's fucking rad I love that and I love that Portland has a lot of that because there's a lot of places outside of Portland where strip clubs are just like an all dude thing um, and I think that's kind of boring so I like to see more ladies in the club for sure woo <laughs> woo 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 yeah I, I took a friend to a strip club she was coming from New York and uh, we went to Devil's Point, and we actually we saw Hazel, which was awesome. And she leaned over to me at one point, and she was like, there's so many women in here, and I hadn't even thought about it. I'm just so used to it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not really a thing out here. We just, you know, dudes and ladies. Usually there's a few more dudes than the ladies, but it's not, it's not a thing really out here. Yeah, I feel like especially at Devil's Point, it's very lady and couple friendly and heavy, yeah. which is cool. I will concur. Yeah. Well, let's talk about tipping. Okay. All right. Because I remember I, I had a boyfriend several years ago who's like, come on, let's go to a strip club. And like, you can get over this fear. And I was like, okay. And then we went in, uh, and it was near Los Angeles airport, which is not the best place to go to a strip club, I realized. Um, but every time he was like, okay, she is dancing for us. Now tip her. And I would like take out a couple dollars and be like, and I would kind of just put it out. And in my head, I was going, ah! 
just like the internal scream. And I still remember that feeling because it just was like, am I not tipping enough? Am I tipping too much? Am I asking for something and not realizing that I'm asking for it? Like, I don't know. Like, I, like uh, if you're sitting at the rail, it's like a dollar every minute. Is it? It's a dollar every song. A dollar um, every minimum. song. Minimum. You know, if you minimum. want a little extra attention, maybe throw a couple extra bucks on. I don't. But, like... <laughs> So I mean, then scoot your chair back just a little bit so you know. So the girl's like, oh, maybe she's not interested in that. I'm going to play with the person next to her. Okay. So it's, it's a boundaries thing. Like, if you want to scoot your chair back, it's perfectly kosher to do. Okay. <laughs> it was just beating. I think a good option if you're, like, scared of being interacted with by the stripper but you still want to be there and watch us is to just sit at a table and tip from a table. Um, because I, I don't do a lot of like interaction with the customers sitting at my stage. Like mostly I do that during strip rookie, which is more of an interactive experience anyway. But during a normal strip club night, I'm mostly just doing tricks and being awesome. So, <laughs> um, so people at my rack aren't really in danger of me, like shoving my boobs in their face, but a lot of my coworkers still do that regardless of the night or how much the person's tipping or anything. So if that's something you're really terrified by, just like sit back at a table and it's not going to happen. Hazel, yeah. what is stripperoki? Oh, what a good question. Um, so at Devil's Point, every Sunday we do a karaoke night. So instead of a DJ playing terrible Top 40 music, or at my club, awesome Top 40 music, um, there's karaoke. And so there's people coming up on the stage with us, standing very far into a corner so they don't get kicked in the face, and singing the music for the strip club, um, or for the dancers. And... It's really fun. It's a lot more interactive than a normal strip club experience because you're up on stage with us and we're like spanking you. Unless you don't want that, then you can just be like, don't spank me. And we're like, okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just kind of the coolest thing. And I get, I'm really lucky to get to work it. It's very intimate because it's a small club. So there's only four dancers who work that night. Um, yeah, it's kind of a very Portlandy thing that needs to be experienced once. It's in pretty your life. awesome. I actually won third place at the last Stripperoki contest. Congratulations! Um, it was super super fun. I did not expect to win. There were really amazing people, and I'm I'm primarily a lounge singer beyond like burlesque and stripping. Um, but does that mean you? Stop I had when you a sing? blast. Oh, that's really sweet. I had an absolute blast. I think everyone in Portland should try it at least once. Maybe okay. three times. Because that's the charm. We're in Portland. Cool. Do it. Oh, peer pressure. Do it. Okay. Yes, every Sunday. Let's, so. let's, let's step back for a second. Let's just, let's really just, well, let's, okay. Because Eric and I were talking like, oh my God, we're going to talk to strippers. We're going to ask them questions. But we were afraid of maybe offending you two with questions. So things like, is it okay to call you strippers? Because I feel like just even the word stripper is like, oh, that's like, perfectly people, kosher. People make fun of strippers. Like people strippers. are so afraid of offending us. Like what? Like, there are so many we hear so much shit. Yeah. Do you just let it roll off your back? Are you Kinda. like step back? I'll kick you with my stiletto heel. Are you like that? <laughs> just like I'm tough. How, it, it, how do you deal with all that? There's a lot of stigma. There's a lot of stigma. And but less here in Portland. Def- yeah, Portlanders are obviously I mean, in more enlightened just by force of being surrounded by strip clubs all the time. But they broke you down. But there's, there's still a lot of shitty people who will just think, um, just believe a lot of stereotypes about us just based on what we do for a living. And I don't like that. I like people to, like, at minimum, just be curious and ask questions. Then... 
assume anything because, you know, we're people and we answer questions and we can talk to you and tell you what it's like as we are doing now. So that's like... Are a lot of your coworkers crazy? <laughs> I mean, that's what Matt Some of them are, but not over. more than like the general population. Oh, I mean, right. people in Portland are pretty goddamn crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean... I've been dancing for like five and a half years and I was in the workforce other um, like service industry stuff for about six years before that and the only difference like coworker wise is that we have a ton of solidarity with strippers like we have each other's backs a lot more than any other job I've ever had we all defend each other even if we don't personally like each other like we are in the same kind of game of having to defend ourselves and stay safe at work together so we do our best to um kind of continue that safety together okay all right tribal mentality stick together it's really cool actually to see i bet yeah i was gonna do it one summer oh really there's still time (laughs) there's still time you want to come and audition? My, my license. There's still time. I'm in my 30s. Look at these wrinkles. I'm old. Yeah, I'm fine. There's strippers in their 30s for sure. Oh yeah, I've seen a stripper who is 45. Give me. Let me have my excuses. I actually. Okay. <laughs> so I actually uh, just beyond this road trip, I actually was like, I should do this. I don't understand it. You should, should totally do, do this. it. Um, I also danced from like three years old to like in my twenties. Like I took, I, so I've, I have a lot of dance in my past. But I went to a strip club and I was like, "You guys, can I like just check it out?" And because I I want to maybe dance, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, come on in." And I just sat in the corner like, <gasps> you know, like okay, okay. She does the twirl and then she gets down, and then she's like up on her back, and like I was like remembering the choreography, like <laughs> like stealing her her moves. Um, all right, and then I went up to the manager, like, "Hey, thank you." And like, "How do I start dancing here?" I guess. And he's like, "Look," and like touched my hand, he even touched me. He's just like, "If you can do anything else, please don't dance here. Whoa. Like anything, just don't dance. Just please, if, if any other job opportunity." And I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> The first person that I ever talked to about a dance job actually told me about the same thing. <laughs> Um, he's like, I don't want to see a good girl like you do something like this. Yeah, were like, his oh. exact words. <laughs> That's what I think of that. <laughs> Fart Slut noise. And I was like, are you serious? I like being naked. I may be wearing a ankle length skirt and a peasant blouse, but I like being naked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it. <laughs> being naked is pretty cool. Yeah, I think a lot of strippers, that's something that, that, not necessarily that specifically, but there are a lot of things that kind of help you lead yourself towards being a dancer, like being a night owl or just being a nudist or being comfortable with your body. Not necessarily like being com- like very sexual, but just being comfortable expressing your sexuality. Like Those are all things I think a lot of strippers have, those kind of qualities, where it's like, yeah, like, it doesn't freak me out to know that like 400 people in like... A two-mile radius of seeing my boobs. I don't really care about that. Or... But what about the eye contact? Do you just <laughs> stare at them when you're in a club? Because I don't know what to do. It's like, do I just... Because in regular <laughs> conversations, I've talked to my therapist about this. Like, am I autistic? I don't know. Like, I'm like, down, I'm up. I'm down, I'm over here. I'm like, look. I don't know what to do with my eyes. 
surprise. Uh, and she's like, you're probably not, but I see what you mean. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, do you just, like, can you just look at them? Like, if, if someone's just staring at you I, from across the room, like, is that cool? Are you like, this is freaking me out? I actually trade my trifocals in for reader glasses, which is why I'm wearing these tonight. Um... So I don't have to look at you too close because you're scary. <laughs> That's right. She has tons of social anxiety. She was totally freaked out before we got yeah. on stage. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think it'd be weird but if yeah. the customers didn't look at us. I'd be like, why are you just looking at a wall? Like you, oh, yeah. It's you like come I expect here to... them to be staring at me, but at the same time, I don't want to look at them. I, I just wanted them to be the masses adoring me. I like that. I like that. I like it when you clap. I like it when you cheer. I'm flattery operated like it's a thing (laughs) see I like that as a patron uh, I have a much easier time sitting at the rack and giving them dollar bills and watching them because then then I feel a bit more anonymous I feel like Mm -hmm. it's okay like obviously you know I'm supposed to be watching you it's okay when I get a lap dance, I enjoy them, but I get a lot more nervous. And I will, like, actually sit on my hands because <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, just, um, yeah, just like, just hold myself. Um, Put and, them under your butt. Yeah, yeah so I just, like, I'll, I'll basically sit on my hands. It's and, so um, common. And I get, I, I get a bit more nervous because they know I'm looking at them. So then I'll kind of do that, like, look up, look down, look over, look back. Um, and it's like, I enjoy it, but at the same time, I don't want to be a creep. So, um, so yeah, I have a bit of a conflict going on. So mostly, I just stick to the stage dances. Yeah, that's like like dogs. I have a, I have a dog. I just got a dog, and I learned in the body language of dogs that like you don't you look directly at your dog's eyes because that's that's like a Are sign you comparing of strippers to dogs right now. No, not at all. No, no, but and I've noticed a lot. Curious about the end of this analogy. The, da- the dance of the eye contact with my dog, and it's. For me, I'm more comparing the dog to me okay. than else, but like uh, direct eye contact. Okay, so I've never had a lap dance. And Rue, uh, when we podcasted in July, we, uh, she, after the show, was like, hey, I work at this place. I'll give you a free lap dance if you'd like. And I was like, okay. <laughs> she looked so terrified. I was like, like, I like to do things that terrify me because it's usually invigorating and I become a better person or whatever. Um, I didn't get around to it. But then I went to uh, on a camping trip and there was a bonfire and there was lots of booze, etc. And uh, somebody who was in the campsite was just like feeling good and mostly naked and just like grinding her body all over me and my friend who were sitting there and just like... <laughs> you guys are so great and just like mm. and it was like kind of hot but I was also like this is I think this is a lap dance <laughs> I don't know how to feel I'm about kind of this. jealous you got a hell of a deal that's all I have to say we charge a lot for that at the club, but. <laughs> so it's like like what do you do like Erica you get nervous about the lap dance and I, pre- I thank you for being a little nervous because I'm like I feel so alone up here so, like, what do you, what do you do during, what, like, I get it. Honestly, I was terrified the first time I got a lap dance, which was, honestly, two years ago. What's the point of, ironic. what's the point of a lap dance? Just to turn someone on? To just, it's, it's sensual contact. It's a tease. 
it's intimacy. It, I mean, the point of it really just depends on who it is getting it because, you know, there's such a wide variety of customers. So if it's a couple, a lot of the time they're wanting something to kind of like turn them on a little bit and then they're going to go home and like ravage each other, which is really cool. And then there's the guys that want to just cuddle. Right. There's guys who, there's guys who just want to talk. There's guys who want to give us massages, which is the best. There's guys who just want <laughs> to rub their feet. Unless they're bad masseuses. Um, I need one of those. Um, yeah. They're, I mean, yeah. It, the point of a lap dance is to kind of be what they want in those three plus minutes um, yeah. within the reason of the law and her comfort. So, yeah. Um, but in general, the dancing general kind of lap dance is like a tease. Do you have a lap dance face? Like, like, <laughs> I imagine that my face would be like, um, I, I think of? I do. Like Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger would be my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think stripping involves a lot of acting, mm-hmm. being a dancer, and giving lap dances and talking to customers, just like any customer service job requires like pretending you're happy to be at work all the time, which nobody really feels that way for the most part. What's your pretend happy face? My what? Your pretend happy face. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. But yeah, when I'm giving a dance, I'm definitely making a face that's like, I wish we weren't in this club um, and we oh, were somewhere else. But That's good. Yeah. Just kind of, yeah. It involves pretending every single person you interact with is like your future husband or wife, which who knows? Maybe I will be. <laughs> Rue, how about you? You got a face? I range depending on the person I <laughs> like <laughs> like you know I can be that cutesy little innocent darling uh-huh. or hey you're mine oh my god those are my two um, blowjob personas that I talk about in my- <laughs> God, like, yes. Grab the dick, and you, I mean, just just an example, everyone. You can be like, oh, I'm scared of the big bad dick. You can be like, ah, oh, no. Yeah. Or, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's exciting. That's really exciting. If you were a stripper, would you have a face? Like, what do you think you'd do? Oh, my God. I'd be, I don't think I'd be a very good stripper, honestly. I, uh, I always wanted to be when I moved here almost 10 years ago. <laughs> I just kind of expected, like, I moved here when I was about 20 or 21, and I was like, well, obviously, at some point in my life, I will be a stripper here in Portland, because that's what you do. <laughs> um, and it just, I never made it happen. And I honestly, as a, as a 31-year-old, I don't think I would have been very good at it. I don't, I think really? I would have panicked. Yeah. Two years of pole dancing classes, you're ripe for it. I... I, I'm not a very good dancer. Like I can force Neither myself. Neither am I. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Maybe I'll be all right at it. tricks. Well, yeah. Like I can force myself into the right positions long enough to get a picture taken, and then I put it on Instagram, and I'm like, look what I can do. But if you're actually watching me dance, you'd be like, oh, that poor woman. <laughs> all my floor work is Betty Page poses, and look at my stockings. Look at my stockings. <laughs> Maybe I should try. Is it? Is it I'm thirty. One, is it too late? <laughs> it's never no, too late. No, they told me that it's not too late, so it's not too late for you, buddy. Let's Ooh. go stripping. Yeah. <laughs> you should totally do a blog post where you both go and audition as strippers. Oh, we have to audition. Try uh, it. We're kind of famous on the internet. We should totally not have to. You could probably just get in on that merit. 
but I, I'm, I'm shaking my head. No. I like to think we're hilarity would ensue, and you just start talking because you're a podcaster, and I just like start drawing on the mirror with lipstick. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would throw dollars at that. Oh my god, that's true. Like, I just want to have a deep. A one-sided conversation the entire time. Like, so tell me about your childhood. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally hear you. I hear that's you. That's like so half much. of stripping. You realize that is listening to people. Yeah, I can lift my leg up halfway. It's <laughs> listening to people and talking to people. Oh, cool. Um, okay, you know what? But the truth is that if I were to try and be a stripper, is exotic dancer just pandering, or do you do you, do you like that term too? You can use either. I don't like the whole, like, stripper is the degrading name for it. Yeah. Exotic dancer is the respect. Like, it's, it's all the same. We take our clothes off for money. It's cool. Call us any of those things. Like, I rarely get shit for being a burlesker. But occasionally I do get shit for being a stripper. Yeah, Which I, is I mean, really get... weird to me because it's two inches of fabric difference. <laughs> Interesting. It's a merkin and pasties, honey. Um, what else are you going to see that you can't see on the internet? I think Erica and I both get shit for things on the internet as well. Oh, you probably get shit to your faces, maybe. Oh, yeah. I just get on eh, the internet. Occasionally, and then are they get nice to out. Faces? Are people nice to you? I mean, in Portland, it's like they're nicer to people. They're just nice on the street today. Most it's people shocking. are pretty nice, but you get those guys that are just, yeah. They're awful. But they don't last long in the club. Yeah, there's we, we get disrespectful customers, but yeah, usually yeah. at some point, like like I said with the stripper solidarity, as soon as a guy is rude to one dancer, she'll go in the back and tell every dancer, that guy with the blue hat, don't talk to him, he's a dick. And so, so he just won't get attention for the rest of the night. He'll get bored or bummed out about it, or he'll do something and get kicked out. So... Yeah, that's why we have each other's backs, is to avoid giving attention to people who don't deserve it, basically. I remember I went to Lucky Devil once, and uh, I, I don't know what girl was working, but I remember at one point she turned to this guy and she said, you're in a gentleman's club. You need to act like a gentleman. Oh, it was so oh, snap. And she just, she, just, she just shot that out. And I was thinking, like, God, if I were in her position, I would just burst into tears and run off stage. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's why I wouldn't be a good stiffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have you have to have a really thick skin to do our job, and oh, yeah, yeah, we don't get a ton of credit for that. But it's true; you have to get used to like groups of women sitting in the corner pointing out all your flaws and stuff <gasps> that's like so unnecessary, oh, but happens. Yeah. It just happens all the time, and you learn to like have a like array of comebacks in the back of your mind, ready for any like shitty comment some someone's gonna make. Um, but yeah, for the most part, people are respectful, and I give everyone credit for that. Um, but we get used to like, you know, the awful comments or things like that. And it's just good to like learn how to handle that. So it doesn't, cause you're just going to quit if you let everything get to you oh, yeah. that you hear at work. I mean, people sometimes say horrible things and they don't realize that they're horrible things. Um, like example, the guy that called me a kike first what? day of Hanukkah. What? Yeah. Um, wait, how he's do you like, realize that? I want one of them kike lap dances. And I'm like, okay, honey, how many do you want? Let's do three, all right? So he hands me 60 bucks. We go into the room. And then I gave him a lecture on the word kike. (laughs) And I walked out of the room with his 60 bucks in one hand, my middle finger raised in the other, and I'm like, 
How's that for getting Jude over? Oh. Wow. Don't mess with Rue. <laughs> or probably <Yeah>. Hazel. <laughs> no, we all have that moment that we've done to someone that we're just like, oh, the satisfaction. Huh. Pretty much. Ah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I, I need to move forward to the, uh, the gentlemen who are waiting um, to talk about banana hammocks, etc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, this is important to me. This is really important to me. Um, but I'm torn because I, I have two last questions. And I don't know how to... I mean, it's like a quick thing. But one is really the only way to get a smooth, beautiful baby bottomed ass just exfoliating the fuck out of your skin. <laughs> Because, like, you're just flawless skin. Okay. Wait, you're saying strippers have flawless skin? Or, like, just, like... Oh, we don't have flawless the skin. The ones who take care of their no. skin. No. I think it's the red light. Yeah. <laughs> That's why strippers have honey. red light. Because it blocks all the blemishes out. And as soon as the lights come on at the end of the night, Taking when it's last call, <laughs> we all run away. Because then you can see what we oh, yeah. really look like. And it's horrifying. It's like cockroaches when you turn on the light in the kitchen. We're like, no! So, yeah, I mean, I mean, we're, I mean, the thing is, we're like mostly naked at work and we're sitting on all these surfaces that haven't been cleaned in like eight hours. So when we get home, we do a lot of exfoliating and dial soap scrubbing, antibacterial, all of that, um, which I don't know if a normal body would need. It's not just having butt rubbage all over the place but yeah our skin is not flawless or perfect we just know how to like stand in the right lighting and pose ourselves to look good all over how how do you do good stripping is it just like (laughs) sensual time just like just like just be like okay everyone in this room is now my future sex partner Hey. I find that one well, that thing was not about it. somebody that I'm interested in that I look at it like it's sexy. How do you do I it? wouldn't tip you for that, I'm sorry. <laughs> I tip you for I the would. effort. It looks like you tried. Pity tipping. Yeah. Yeah. Pity I'll tip. Oh, yeah. oh, she's so cute, she's trying. I've taken many a pity tip before. It spends the same. So Oh no, pity tips on. are the great. Like you fall off the pole and you're just like it hurt. Give me all your money. I will fall all the time. I, I watched a stripper fall on her head once. Not like so she had hurt herself, but it was definitely, it was like the embarrassing. That might have been me. No, no, it oh, wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. It, it was the embarrassing fall on your head. And I was like, here's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying so hard. Oh. Okay. Well, there's a thing. <laughs> But yeah, how to be a good stripper. If that's not like, so mouth slightly open, just look kind of stupid and just be like, ah, 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 mm." just just take a lot of belly dance classes and, you know, or like, like, I think the dancing part is not as big a component as most people think. Then what's the thing? (laughs) What's the the thing then? Sensuality. Well, I guess, I think uh, it's a lot of conversation. Like, I do more talking than dancing, like, if you laid out all my time spent in the club, I'm talking to people more than I'm dancing. And I, I do a lot of dancing and I do a lot of pull tricks, but most of my money comes from lap dances, which means I have to try and sell those lap dances. And it's usually the people who didn't plan on buying lap dances that night. So I have to convince them to spend this extraneous money that they were hoping would go towards, you know, 
college or whatever. Um, so there's a lot of like selling a luxury product and there's a lot of listening. Like you have to really be a good listener to talk to people in strip clubs because yeah. they want to be flattered and they deserve to be flattered. Okay, so the kind of talking is not... Because my kind of talking... I don't know what kind of you're talking is, Erica. I'm like, oh, so what books are you reading? Oh, interesting. Oh, cool, yeah. I, uh, I don't get out much. Um, you know, like just random conversation. Tell me all about accounting. I'm there. I love math. Um, but that's probably not what you're doing. No, I mean, it's not that far off. I usually lead with kind of like general, like asking about the person questions and try and find something we have in common and then connect over that which is a lot like being a interviewer or sometimes it's kind of more like therapy where you're kind of comforting them or asking about their life um, in a really personal way. I would just do sex coaching. Yeah, sometimes it's that. Sometimes oh. it's just talking about sexy stuff too. I just that comes up less than you'd think though. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, really, do guys actually ask about your sex life? Or want to tell you about theirs. Yeah. It's really kind of just like, we'll talk about your pets, and then I rub my butt in your lap for eight minutes. Aw, okay, pets, good to know. So I just wanted to take a second to point out that uh, lap dances, the, the price of them has not really inflated since the 1970s. It hasn't. It yeah. hasn't. Okay, so 1970s, that's right? Okay. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, 1974 or something. So really, when you pay for a lap dance, it's super fucking affordable for a luxury item. I, and I, it's always awesome if you tip. I googled yeah. the inflation rate on it to see mm-hmm. because basically, in Portland, most lap dances are about 20, 25 bucks, up to 40. Um, and based on the $20 one, if inflation had followed the lap dance or vice versa, um, lap dances would be about 80 to $120 per song now. Which I they're not. Like they're that. still wow. twenty. <laughs> yeah. wow. So we're kind of, we're kind of getting a little ripped off, but Shafted. it still works. So but yeah. So when you guys go to the strip club, you get that luxury service for nineteen seventies prices. I you should go. It's a you deal. Should tip. Worth yeah. it. Like for reals. It's 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 more than worth it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that's the same with stage too. Tips on stage in the seventies were a dollar per song per person sitting at the stage. Same as now. So that's, I mean, that's an investment. See, I didn't think know about that. It. And that is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so when I see people being like, oh, I would tip you, but uh, money is hard. I'm like, then go to a bar. Yeah. There's not very many in Portland. Just kidding. There's a million bars in Portland. <laughs> Do that instead. Yeah. You guys like to drink. Oh, by the way, uh, please uh, tip your bartenders and give them love and drink and stuff, you know, because that's fun. <laughs> um, yeah. No, um, yeah. my, my favorite stripper advice that I got when I did the interview with um, a, a bunch of strippers for my comic was uh, tip as much as you'd pay for uh, whatever fancy drink you're getting at Starbucks, which is typically like $2.50 or something. But don't leave quarters on the stage because that's rude. Mm-hmm. But like as, as, much as, you, as much as you'd pay for one of your fancy schmancy Starbucks coffee drinks. Starbucks, like, it's more like $5, oh which my. is still good to tip. Okay, well, yeah, Pretty but pricey. just like keep that in mind when you're stripping these hard-working women. Okay. Okay, That's all. (laughs) Yeah, the dollar minimum and the $20 per song, I think that's, like, that's the base. Mm -hmm. And if you're, like, there to have fun and you want attention or you want to, like, really be a cool person, like, minimum is kind of almost disrespectful if she's really working hard up there. So the more you tip, just the more you're showing respect to the the person. person at the rack. 
Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, that's so lonely. Tip a little bit more. Give some love. Yeah, there's a lot of times where if there was no one at the stage, um, I wouldn't have to be working at all. But because one person's sitting there and giving me a dollar every three minutes, I have to like put out effort, and that's hard work. Because we don't get a minimum wage, so mm-hmm. that can come out to like very little money per hour if that's all we're getting. And that's right. You're like independent contractors. Yeah. Right. I mean, you pay the the club. Right. Yeah. How much do you pay them? Um, it varies, it varies per club and per person. Um, our club has pretty low fees, <laughs> so we're lucky about that. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I I just tell people I get paid about or I pay about the equivalent of what I should be getting paid like at a minimum wage job. Okay. So instead of like making like 8 to 10 dollars an hour, I'm paying about that much just to be there. So if I'm not making that money back every hour, I'm just like paying the club just to be there and not getting it reimbursed by the people who've come to see me dance. Okay. Mm. Now how do I give a great lap dance? Break it down. How do you give one? Hmm. Clearly, I'm terrible. I don't. Have you buy given it. a good lap dance? No, I tried to give a lap dance to my husband, and he was like, "Sweetie, please just stop. You're not a stripper." <laughs> well, because I bonked his face. <laughs> yeah, it I'm really, not good. I'm not good at this. I, I, there's a good reason why I did not become a stripper. <laughs> it really depends on the dancer. It depends on the person who is the recipient of the lap dance. Um, like you have pre-negotiations, it's or do you just very like, different? Like usually, I conversate with someone before I give them a lap dance. Like, like usually, what, what do you a short like? Like your yes/no maybe list. Yeah, like touching and gyrating and like stuff. if it's a touchy guy, I'm gonna be about a foot and a half away from him, like air dancing around him. <laughs> if he's a chill guy and I don't think he's gonna touch me, I'm gonna be all up on that. I'm gonna climb that like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> But does that mean so you straddle and then you're just like, mm-mm, I love this song, I love this song, hey, I love this song. Hey, look at my boobs. Hey, look at my boobs. Oh, no, they're in your face. Oh, oh no, look at them again. Oh, no, they're in your face. Oh, I'm going to turn around. Now look at my butt. <laughs> oh, so it's like adult peekaboo. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I am going to use that, by the way. Please do. <laughs> I mean, when I give a dance, I do them really intimate. So I do a lot of like breathing into their ear and kind of like touching their jaw and their neck, the back of their neck. Um, Mm, I I like to just move more slowly. Um, But it depends because like I've gone and worked at clubs in New Orleans where it's just like bounce your butt on him for a few minutes. And so you kind of have to adjust it to that. Oh, do you ever do the weird sweet nothings in their ear? I I feel awkward when I do that. I don't like to like try and dirty talk it's unless like they ask weird, for it. weird, but some guys really, really love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put it in my thing, but don't really... Like that? Like, mmm. It's like, hey, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my favorite thing, just... <laughs> ah, sexy. Yeah, it's funny. I get more it's positive weird, compliments about just breathing in their ear than any other yeah. move I do. So, and that takes so little effort that I'm like, cool, I'll just do that for 20 bucks. That's light, awesome. A light breathing, just like, yeah, and I'll kind of like suck in, like, and then sometimes I'll like moan as I exhale a little bit. Like, it really doesn't take much. You're like running your hand down their chest, and right before it gets to their crotch, you're like, no, you're like, scoop it to the side. I think every no. stripper does that. 
Yeah. The, There's a lot oh, of like oh, oh, hinting no. at something and then at the last minute being like, but not. <laughs> you just have to know how to like play with that kind of like teasing and like, what would you do during sex? Almost do that and then don't fully. And that's, it's not that hard. And I get a lot of like female customers getting lap dances from me being like, teach me how to give a lap dance. And I love that. Because then I'm getting paid to do almost the same thing, except I'm like methodically explaining every move I have. You're making the world a better place. I try. I like all the sex lives to be amazing. Good, yeah. (laughs) Where can uh, everyone find you out in the world? You know, uh, where are your clubs again where everyone can check you out? Devil's Point and Lucky Devil, which are um, on the east end of the Ross Island Bridge, Lucky Devil, and then Devil's Point is on 53rd and Foster. We both work there. And you can always find that information on Facebook, on their Facebooks. Um, I'm also all around town as a burlesque dancer, as Rue Lovett. Um, You can mostly find me on burlesquepdx.com, which is the forum where you find all the burlesque in town. Fantastic. (laughs) Watch me dance with a snake. (laughs) I will, maybe. Um, thank you so much. Thank Give you. Applause. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you, guys. Hi, you guys. Oh, uh, what, one last quick little note. Uh, uh, Hazel, you blog really regularly, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like regularly for a month, and then I'll forget to do it for another month. So, But, yeah, I have a Tumblr, Stripperina, like ballerina stripper. Um, you can find me on there. I talk. I'm very political on there. I talk a lot about like stripper politics, so it might not be all the like sexy talk you would want to hear. But I take questions on there if people have questions they don't want to ask publicly in other places or at the club. Um, but yeah, otherwise just find me at the club and throw money at me. That's cool too. <laughs> That's always cool. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Right. Have a good night. Now leaving Nerdist.com.